He's the star of Discovery Channel's Property Wars. He's been personally involved in over 15,000 real estate transactions. Now he's here to help you win the property war. Whether you're buying, selling, investing, or flipping, he's got the answer. It's the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. And now, the star of KTAR's Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Hey, Doug. Hey, hey, what's happening? How you doing today? Fantastic. How about yourself? Fantastic. It's Spanky over here, Doug right in front of me, Kevin, our real estate mortgage expert. How you, you doing? The lovely Miss Shannon. Hello. Sitting to my left. In case you're uh, not knowing who's talking from where, Doug's on the right. Kevin's in the middle. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? You can't do this thing without your power team. You know, Absolutely. I, I wanted to bring my power team in here, show, show everybody what's going on. Doug, people here in the Valley of the Sun know you from Property Wars. They know Shannon from Property Wars. Uh, they don't know Kevin. They do not, but Kevin's played a, a huge role in my life. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in the real estate business so people who maybe don't know you get a kind of a sense of who Doug Hopkins is. Sure, sure. Uh, and Kevin, you, you can add into this. But sure. uh, myself and, and Kevin were, were back in the day working at a little company called Dimension Cable that got bought out by Cox Communications. And we were door-to-door salesmen. We'd sold cable door-to-door, and it was it was some tough work. It was. We were out there in the sun all summer, 120-degree heat, but we loved it. Yeah, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, it, it was instrumental in our progress. As, uh, as salesman, yeah. and uh, it, was, it was fantastic. Anyway, uh, I was out, and, and Kevin went out and, and uh, wound up getting a, a job as a loan officer. He left me, and so <laughs> he abandoned. <laughs> he you. abandoned yeah. me. He didn't want to knock on doors anymore. And uh, one day, he, he said, "Hey, Doug, you, you need to come over and, and start doing this with me. You know, you be a loan officer." He's like, "I'm I'm killing it." I said, "Well." You know, I made 500 bucks this week. How much did you make? And he showed me his paycheck for 12,500 bucks. Oh, my God. And that was all she wrote. Yeah. That, was, that was it. And, and uh, Yeah, and I was in air conditioning. Yes. And so I said, you know what? I, I got I to gotta do this myself. So I went out and, and uh, studied to be a loan officer, took some classes, went, out, went to his company. And uh, the day I started, interest rates went flying up. And uh, that was it. There was no more refinances anymore. And they told me, you got to go and uh, and work the real estate angle now. Wait a second. So you started your new job, started working, new job. working with Kevin. Yes. yes. And, Commission and, only. No oh, paychecks. No. And no so, paychecks. so, all right. So what do you do then? If the, if, you know, the, the interest rate skyrocketed, you're out of business basically on day one. Where do you go next? It was tough. And so I went to Kevin and he's like, oh, Doug, I'm sorry. I'm moving up to Flagstaff. So, <laughs> so he couldn't even give me the help I needed. So he went up to Flagstaff to open up a, a company up there. Uh, and I just went to I went to town just knocking on real estate agents' doors trying to get uh, the, the, the buying business. Wow. It was uh, it was tough. I, I went for about two months, didn't get a single person to a single real estate agent to give me a loan. And uh, I didn't know what to do. So how did you move from from uh, a non-successful, completely <laughs> unsuccessful, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to real estate? I was completely broke. I had I had no income coming in. I had a one one credit card that uh, had fifteen hundred dollar limit on it, and I was up to thirteen hundred and fifty bucks, and didn't know what the heck to do. And uh, I remember sitting down with a with a couple from Realty Executives named Bob and Mary Millard, and uh, I I bought them to lunch, and they said, Doug, you know we appreciate it. You seem like a very nice nice young man, but uh, we've been using this other loan officer for about 10 years now. There's really no way we're going to use you. However, we'd like to hire you. We, we think that we see something in you and we think you'd be a good real estate agent and uh, we'd like to hire you. And, you know, I'm sitting there going, well, I've been, been in the business for two months. I have not made a single penny. And uh, and I said, well, how much does it pay? And they said, commission only. And I said, oh my gosh, oh, commission no. again. 
<laughs> so they, but they, they, they sold me on the idea that I could sell open houses on the weekend, still go to school. I was going to ASU at the time, and uh, and I could I could hold some open houses and make some some good money on the weekend. So that's what I did. I went to I went to decide I decided to go to real estate school. Didn't have the money to even pay for that. I begged my parents for the three hundred and eighty five bucks it took to get to get through real estate school. They gave it to me, thank God, and the rest is history. Wow, and here you are today, buying, selling, flipping, investing. Yes. And so the real estate business has been pretty good uh, to you. It's been fantastic. Kevin, how, how, were you just sitting there laughing the whole time that Doug, <laughs> Doug's like, oh, you sucker? You know, I just felt so bad. As soon as he came over, literally rates went up almost a point and a half, and uh, there was no more refi. So you really had to he had to shift his whole focus. On Life's to, about uh, timing. It's all timing. Yes. It is. But, you know, it happened for a reason. It got him into the right place, which is real estate, and then- I came back from Flagstaff down to the valley again, and we just started working together, uh, helping uh, get the loans done for the for the homes that he sold, and it worked out great. Yeah, you know that that was the greatest part about it is too. I got to I got to work with my best friend. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd get the buyers, uh, he'd go and get them qualified. We worked together to get it done, and we've been working together ever since since 1994. Now, Doug, for those uh, listeners who don't know about Property Wars, the TV show. Um, Shame on them. I, I know. <laughs> very, should watch every episode. Yeah. Very successful show. By the way, it's on Netflix now, right? It is. Okay, it is. so people can follow it yeah, on Netflix. Netflix, YouTube, you can yeah. find it anywhere. Um, t- tell us how you got into the flipping side of real estate, because there's there's really traditional real estate sales, which is, you know, everybody knows if you have a realtor, you list your home, or you have a realtor, you buy a home. Yeah. Uh, how do you get into this flipping business that you that you do? You know, I, I started doing some flips back in from '94 to '99. I'll say I'll go back a little bit in time. Um, I was doing regular real estate, and I was doing pretty successful. I was pretty successful at it. Uh, and then I would do a couple of uh, HUD repos, uh, FHA repos, and um, I, I did a little bit of flipping myself. And I'd always heard about the courthouse steps foreclosure auctions and uh, trustee sales and. Boy, you hear all that the rumors about oh man they'll never let you buy down there you know it's like the mafia it's crazy uh, you know they're just gonna bid you up and run you out they'll make you an offer you can't refuse yeah there you go <laughs> and and uh, a buddy of mine uh, decided he wanted to go down there and I called him up one day to I wanted to take pictures I was building a bar in my house and I wanted to take pictures of his bar and I called him up and I said hey can I can I come over to your house and take some pictures uh, tomorrow morning he goes you know I'm going to a foreclosure auction and I said to myself I'm like man I'd love to take a look at that. So I called, I called him back and I said, Hey, do you mind if I, if I tag along with you? And, uh, his name is Jeff Phyllis. I still work with him as well. He works for Kevin actually. Yes. And, uh, so I tagged, I tagged along with him and, uh, I couldn't believe what I saw. It was just, I mean, houses selling at uh, 50, 60 cents on the dollar. And, uh, I remember leaving there, calling my dad and go, my life just changed. I just found my calling. Uh, and, and the, it's been that way ever since. I wound up buying a house that day from one of the guys that, uh, guys down there, and we wound up wholesaling it. Uh, we'll get into wholesaling later and, and how that's done, but uh, I didn't spend a dollar of my own money and wound up making four grand uh, my first day down at the auctions. It was fantastic. So you went down there as a rookie just to observe, yes, and you wound up buying a property. That is, that's correct. Actually, I, I didn't even buy it. Uh, I, there was a guy, a gentleman down there that bought it. I told him that I had a uh, that I would love to buy it. I said, "Hey, I'll, I want to buy." It. He goes, "You know what? You can." have it for ten thousand dollars over what i just paid for it so he bought it for seventy seven thousand he said uh you wanted to sell it to me for eighty seven thousand i said yeah no problem i'll, I'll take it close in 30 days and you know i'll get you you know a letter of approval and i, I got my buddy kevin will give it get it to you and he just started 
laugh and he goes, no, it's paid for in cash in 24 hours. Either you do that and perform <laughs> or that's it. So how do you pull that rabbit out of your hat? Well, I didn't have any idea how to do that. And, uh, you know, he, he wound up swinging me over to a hard money lender and uh, talked with a hard money lender and, and he was able to get some financing. I, I called up every single person in my, in my database and my Rolodex and found somebody who would buy it. And uh, he bought it for uh, ninety-one thousand. So I made four grand. He had paid for it the next business day. I made four grand, and I was off and running. Wow, that's incredible! I wanted to buy an, uh, over three thousand houses from that same cat that I met down there. Three thousand houses. That's correct. That is is insane. And and some of them with your money, some of them with uh, somebody else's money. Most of them with other people's money. Yeah, I, I hardly, you know, I, I would buy and sell on my own, but I, there was very few and far between. I was only doing like two or three a month uh, for myself. But I was I was wholesaling out, uh, you know, anywhere from thirty to you know, in the in recent years, uh, up to a couple hundred mucks, uh, a couple hundred houses a month. Wow. Uh, you're listening to the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program uh, here on News Talk ninety two three KT. T-A-R. Uh, Doug is the uh, Property Wars uh, home aficionado, the master flipper, if you will. I try. And um, <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, and Shannon, you, you know, you've been through the show and, and man, you've been there through a ton of stuff. What's your most memorable like house flip story? Like when you're let's go back to the TV show. What was the most crazy thing that ever happened to you? Being on the show was the most craziest thing that ever happened to me. Just go to work one day and all of a sudden they're like, hey. Hey, there's a TV show. Yeah, you're going to be on TV. Awesome. When we come back, we're going to do the first featured flip on the show. And then we're going to talk more about Property Wars as the weeks go on because we want some of those insider stories. Buy it, sell it, invest it, or flip it. He's the number one realtor in America, and he's right here to answer your real estate questions. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Find the right home for you and your family. It's time for this week's featured flip on the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. And remember, anytime you have a question for the program, 323-577-9330 is how you get through to us. That's 323-577-9330. And yes, it's a SoCal number because you work out of SoCal, too. Absolutely. we got an office out there as well. And there weren't any good Phoenix numbers. No, I mean, they're you all know, gone. They're all gone. They're <laughs> everyone in Phoenix. But so they created a new area code. Yeah. And we took it. So there. <laughs> this week's featured flip, Doug, every every property that you rehab starts off as just, I mean, some of them. I've seen some of them. Oh, yeah. Crap holes. Oh, yeah. And you turn them into these awesome gems. Let, let, Shannon, you've been involved in this a long time. Let's talk about this week's featured flip, uh, which is a property in Tempe that I got to see that looks so awesome. Thank you. 1978 East Minton in Tempe. Going for two twenty nine nine, and it's a complete rehab. Yeah, that one was. We had uh, shoot. We took everything out of that thing. It started as a shell. I mean, it's a brand new kitchen. The bathrooms, uh, the backyard. We, we were probably going to put in a new backyard on that thing too. Uh, it's it's just sitting there. It was as a blank canvas. But you know what? I think every time I leave something, and I'm like, oh, you know what? We'll just leave this and leave it as a blank canvas for somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
it just it never works out. It it just never works out. If you don't do it all the way, then then don't do it. So we're we're doing that this weekend. We're going to be putting in a new backyard on that thing, and that thing will be mint. Mint um, mint is be mint. If you <laughs> want to see pictures of the, of the house that we're talking about right now, just go to DougHopkins.com. Click on the radio show link, and you'll see this week's featured flip. Um, tell us a little bit more about the house, Shannon. It's four bedrooms, two bath. It's just over two thousand square feet, two twenty is the square footage on that um has a formal living room 2020 2020 2020 2020 sorry what'd i say 220 220 it's a a very small it's a very small that's yes it's a tempe box yes it's a tempe it's a a garage in tempe four bedroom house 220 square feet we we really utilize the square footage on that one Uh, it has a fireplace a little sunken living room everything's brand new Right. Oh, I want to talk about that sunken living room because when I first saw that, you know, a lot of people go, oh, that's so 70s. But it looks great in that house because when you sit down in that sunken living room, you're looking right at the fireplace. Yeah. I remember we were doing some uh, some some video shooting in the house for for a DVD. Sure. And and I remember sitting there going, man, this is really cool. I like this. And they don't do houses like that anymore. No. And we, I, we actually talked about taking it out, but I felt like it made the room feel bigger and the ceiling feel taller. So we left it in. Yeah. It's a beautiful home and it's just the right size. I mean, if, if I didn't have five kids. Um, what is that it five kids for now (laughs) if i didn't have five kids that would be like the perfect home for me it's it's in the it's i mean it's so close to everything that's great neighborhood right and is that neighborhood one of those neighborhoods that's like just on the rebound and starting to to redevelop and come back it it, it never left oh yeah it's tempe i mean you know you got the university wonderful time to live in so each and every week on the program, we're going to do a featured flip, and and these are our properties that have been rehabbed that that have just that are looking fantastic. Shannon, do you have another one you wanted to hit today as well? I, I do. It's not ready yet. We're about a week and a w- week and a half away. Twenty one hundred three East Catamaran and Gilbert. Oh, it's a beauty. Really nice in Val Vista Lake. So you get all the Val Vista Lakes amenities. Plus this one's on, on the water. The, yes, on the water. What is it? Four thousand square feet. Huge, huge basement home. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Five bedrooms, four baths. Now, now this is the house, Doug, that I saw in the state of Yuck. Yes, right? yeah. See, th- this house was was actually was in decent condition, but it was all original. It was built in 1989, and it was all just original finishings. And I, and I tried to sell it as is. Again, I go back to what I said earlier. If you don't do it all the way, don't do it. Because I, I did. I tried to try to sell it as is, and it, it just didn't work. Uh, People so, couldn't visualize what to do with it. Every time I showed it, they're like, "Well, what would I do to open up this kitchen? What wall would I take out?" And they really just couldn't visualize it and it just seemed too much for them to handle on their own and is you know it's a it's a big it's a big house you know four thousand square feet if you're going to remodel a four thousand square foot house you're looking at uh, seventy thousand plus you could easily get up to 150 hundred and finishes so you know we, we we wound up putting in a brand new kitchen we redid the bathrooms uh new cabinets new flooring uh the painting inside outside doing the deck uh, i mean we just went to town on this house and i'll tell you what uh every time i go over there I, I get a big smile on my face because that is looking, I mean, I'm, we're talking about a really, really nice home. Well, and for, for me, I remember, first of all, we have a basement home, so I love our basement. If yeah. I remember, this this home has a basement Absolutely. as well. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing the difference in the, the temperature. You walk down there and it, it's, what, at least a 20 degree difference. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, a show, that's the summer hangout room. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. That's where you go with the kids, watch the movies. And There's a brand new bar make, down there, too. Yeah, it's amazing they don't make more basement homes here in the desert. And, and this house, um, just to help you visualize it, and this might be next week's featured flip which will have pictures online so that way everybody can see it um 
the pool, when you go out of the kitchen area, you're you're right in the pool area. But but five feet from that is the is the water. Is the lake? Yeah. Is the get, lake? Yeah, you got fish jumping out at all times, you know, all hours, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just beautiful. You sit there, and it's there's a jacuzzi too. You sit there in the jacuzzi and and look out of the lake, and uh, the people that lived there before they had a, a nice little boat, and they'd go out there on the, as the sun was going down, and bring out a bottle of wine or a bottle of water, whatever your preference is, and <laughs> uh, and and just enjoy enjoy nature. So let's talk a little bit about when you flip a house. How do you go into a house that was built in 1989? And well, Doug, re- since we're about correcting, 1994. 1994. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. okay, okay. <laughs> 1994. But it, it may have been 1994, but man, I'll tell you, that kitchen looked like it was from 1980s. I thought Don That's Johnson right. built that kitchen. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting Crockett and Tubbs to come busting through the door. <laughs> Somewhere the previous owner is listening, going, ouch. Oh, well, <laughs> it's not their he fault. Knows. No, he knows. <laughs> we, we had a long talk about it. He knew it had to be rehabbed. <laughs> where, where, where do you start when you walk into a house that, that's, that's, you know, in a state of age, you know, it's 20 years old. How do you, where do you start re-envisioning the house? Gosh, you know, that, I leave a lot of that to Shannon because, uh, you know, I don't have that kind of eye. Okay, then stop I, talking. I, <laughs> I don't like Shannon. to talk. He tells me to go look at the house. That's how he starts envisioning. Yeah. Rest your voice, Doug. So, Shannon. Well, in that particular house, I would have normally probably put stainless steel fixtures throughout, uh-huh. but because they had already changed out all of their ceiling fans and they were bronze and they were nice, I'm actually just going to change out the covers on the lights to kind of give it a little bit of new flair. Um, so that kind of thing, if the house already has bronze going through it, I'm not going to change every single thing if I have, if I don't have to. Right. So it just depends on what the house already has. And then you kind of gear like what it needs. So w- when you walk into a house and obviously this kitchen was really closed down, I remember where that wall was. How do you, I mean, you go in there and you just, you're looking at this thing. How do you figure out, oh, I'm going to tear down this wall. We're going to do this, open this up. Where do you, how do you start that process? Well, I was going to tear out the cabinets anyway, so once the cabinetry was all out, I just thought, you know what, I just want to see if this wall is load-bearing, and it wasn't, so thankfully we were able to take it out, and it really, really opened up the kitchen. And, and I remember the upstairs in this house, um, the master bathroom is a huge master bathroom, but it wasn't that pretty. No, it was definitely dated. Everything and, came out of there. And that was a complete gut and reno as well. Yes, so. even the windows had to come out of there. So next week or the week after, we'll figure out when. We'll have that as a featured flip, and we're going to have pictures up because so, people have got to see this house. Oh, that one's going to be amazing. This house, that one's going to be amazing. This is an absolute, absolute amazing house. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk mortgages. Kevin, you're going to help us uh, navigate the landscape a little bit. Absolutely. And see what's going on with people who maybe have cruddy credit. Over 15,000 real estate transactions and growing. This is the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program with Doug Hopkins from Discovery Channel's Property Wars. So take me home. Need a home loan to buy that perfect place? Have special circumstances that require flexible financing? Doug's got the answers. Now, back to Doug Hopkins on the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Yeah, you ain't kidding. You know, there are a lot of people out there who have, uh, let's just call them air quotes, special circumstances for getting a mortgage. 
Um, Doug, you've seen a lot of changes in the real estate market the last few years. What would you say is the biggest hurdle for people when they're trying to get a mortgage these days? Well, obviously, a lot of people went through the, the whole foreclosure crisis. Um, so, but, but that's been going on for years now. So a lot of people that, that got foreclosed on in, in 2009, 2010 are still thinking they can't buy a house. And that's um, it, just not true. There's programs out there and, and uh, there's ways for people to get in houses. And, you know, it, that's why as a real estate agent uh, in general, or even just a person that that's, wants to be in real, in real estate or, or flip, fix and flip houses, it's so important to have a power team. Uh, and I'm, I'm, part of that power team is, is Kevin Kaziski with Academy Mortgage. Um, again, we've been, we've been friends forever. And he's able to put people in houses that, that normally wouldn't think that they could get into houses. So, you know, Kevin, why don't, why don't you tell, you're, you're in the business every day, you see it, uh, you see what's going on out there. Tell us what, what you've been seeing and what, what kind of programs you're, you're providing now. Oh, sure. You know, everyone went through some really difficult times, uh, especially like Doug said, in 2009, 10, even 11. And a lot of times people hear these stories of like, I can't buy for seven years or I can't buy for five years. And really it comes down to um, getting prequaled. I can't stress that enough. You need to pull your credit to see where you're at. In some cases, even a short sale a year ago or a foreclosure two years ago, we can get those deals done. And that doesn't cost anything, right, to get pre-qualified, Kevin? No, not at all. We can pull the credit. We can give you your score. And a lot of people, too, say think that they have a FICO score. You know, they'll get it by, um, by email or they have these companies that give them a FICO score. But that's not the score that we use. The mortgage company, we pull three bureaus and we're going to take the middle score. So a lot of times people are confused about what their actual score is. You need to get pre-qualified. And that's what we do. We we. So, so Kevin, these days, I mean, I, I have so many friends who are impacted by, let's just call it the great mortgage crash, yes. uh, you know, yes. um, when, when, when the housing market just took a dive and, you know, they either walked on their house, they, you know, foreclosed, short sailed, whatever, um, you know, years ago, that would have been a huge, huge black mark for people. You know, you kind of carry that burden of shame with you wherever you go. Oh, yeah. It sounds like that's not the case these days. No, it's not. I mean, back in the day, it was 1% or 2%, you know, had a foreclosure. Now, obviously, even in Arizona, that, that number has gone up 20 maybe even 25% of the people that had homes had some sort of foreclosure, short sale, some other issue. And the banks are aware of that. Uh, lenders are aware of that. You know, you're... Uh, you know, you worked hard, your, your credit was always good. And then this thing happened and it really set you back. So we want to try to help those people get into homes again. So talk about some of the programs that are available today. Like, you know, if, if you've been through a short sale or a foreclosure and, and you're a couple of years out from it now, uh, talk about some of those options. Well, sure. You know, FHA has uh, certain rules on timeframes on, you know, depending on a foreclosure or a short sale. And it also depends on your circumstances. If you had extenuating circumstances, there's programs out there where you can go in sooner than those time frames. So short sale is typically two years, uh, on a, and a foreclosure is typically three years. So. so it's not just based on credit score. Um, you just said based on circumstance. Correct. Yes. So, so is it a, a committee that looks at that and makes a decision? Uh, you know, actual people, not just a computer algorithm that says you're not worthy. <laughs> no, no, that, you're absolutely right. There's there's a committee that'll look at it for, uh, you know, if there's something that happened health wise or something where you maybe lost your job. And if we can kind of show uh, that this was just a one time occurrence in your life where, you know, just got behind and you weren't able to catch up. We definitely look at those and on a case-by-case -case basis make a decision, and they're all humans doing it. It's not the computer. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what um, what are some of the programs offered today um, for people looking for homes? Well, the 
the big programs that everybody uses now are the FHA and the conventional loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some other uh, what they call um, non-conforming type loans that we do. We, um, we of course, make sure everybody's qualified now. So, uh, you know, as long as the, the ratios are in line, there are programs out there. And there's, there's probably over a dozen uh, it just depends on the person's circumstances and what their score is, and we'd be happy, you know, to walk them through that. And that's, I think, the problem with maybe um, a lot of other banks just don't take the time to really go through everything with them. And that's what we do there. We're, we're considered professionals, so we're going to walk you through the steps. And if you ever have questions for Kevin while we're here on the show, 323-577-9330. You can always call on the show. And if the lines are busy, don't worry. You can always leave a message, and we'll get it to Kevin so he can get the answers for you. 323-577-9330. Um, so how far, if someone just had a foreclosure, let's say, two, three years ago, um, is are they going to be getting a fifteen percent interest rate on a new home? No, no, not absolutely not. That's another misconception is that their rate is going to be so much higher because they had this foreclosure, and that's just not the case. You know, they're they're going to be uh, getting a rate also depending on the FICO score determines that, but they're going to be getting a a current rate of whatever someone that didn't have a foreclosure, if that makes sense. You know, okay. so it's it's not it's it's a matter of we're not going to ding them. Uh, on the rate for uh, foreclosure or short sale. Doug, you, how many transactions a year do you do with Kevin? Oh gosh, we've, I can't even imagine, I can't even count how many we've done over the years, but uh, you know, we we're probably, uh, you know, close to 50 a year. As listing agents, we don't always get to choose the lender. Okay. And sometimes the buyers can't perform. And so when they can't perform, I'll shoot it over to Kevin and they're usually able to get it to go through. So you've got some magic wand that you wave, yeah. and <laughs> well, a lot of the, the bigger more... banks, a lot of the bigger banks, it's, it's tough to get to get stuff through. You know, they have their their little box, and if it fit, if it doesn't fit right in that really small box, I should say, uh, it, then you know they, they they give it to people like Kevin and and other uh, other. Uh, mortgage companies like that that can have a little bit more leeway. Kevin, we may start calling you the mortgage fairy. There you oh, go. I don't know. Yeah. Mor- <laughs> guru would be better. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The mortgage guru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, the key is just everybody's uh, under one roof. So in my office, we have the five underwriters, we have processors, closers, funders, everything happens there. So we're not sending that file out. There's not uh, the time frames and everything else we can do a lot quicker because we have everybody consolidated in one area. That's yeah, the, the right hand knows what the left hand is doing, yes. whereas that's not always the case when you go to the big the big yeah. banks. All right, so Kevin, if people wanted to get in touch with you, um, how do we get in touch with you? Yeah, the best way would be to go to our website, academymortgagemesa.com. That's academymortgagemesa.com, and happy to uh, you know, look me up, Kevin, or, or anybody else in, uh, in our office there. We'd be happy to help you out. And uh, any phone number you want to use if uh, people yeah. want to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely, 480 480- Eight nine two zero 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 zero, real easy number. Yeah, easiest number to remember, and a number you'll probably want to write down, especially if you're looking for a home or looking to get your mortgage taken yeah, care of. Uh, absolutely, Doug. What's the most creative financing you've ever done with one of your flips? I'm just curious, since we're talking about mortgages and financing, tell us about that. With one of my flips, I did a uh, I did a a seller carryback. A what? Uh, it's called a seller carryback. I had a piece of land that I actually owned with Kevin and. Uh, we uh, we did a uh, what's called a seller. We owned it free and clear, and uh, we had a, a buyer 
that wanted to buy the buy the uh, property. So uh, they didn't they couldn't qualify for a loan. So they put down. We sold it for uh, one hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollars. I think they gave us like thirty five thousand dollars down, and we held the terms on it. And then uh, we had to foreclose on it. He never paid the terms. So we got our thirty five thousand bucks, and uh, they never paid. He wound up going under. When we come back, we're going to talk about the most important thing you should do when buying a uh, a rehab home. What to fix first? Where to put your money? It's coming up on the Flippin' Real Estate Program. To rehabbing and profiting to finding your dream home. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. Just know we are not alone. Because I'm going to make this place your Make your home the best flipping home on the block. Find the right contractors and don't waste your money on the wrong repairs, upgrades, and improvements. Once again, here's Doug Hopkins on the Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program. I know, this is your favorite show. Yeah. Yeah. Love this song. The flip song. Can't help but to dance. Yeah, and Doug, you you don't dance very well. No, I don't well. dance very well, but I like to dance. Yeah. I just make a fool of myself. You, you do. Yeah. You do. If people could <laughs> see you new? dancing while the music's playing. Yeah. I think he has good moves. I don't know what you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I pay her salary. That's right. <laughs> Doug, you're not my type. Sorry. Um, Thank God. When, when you're flipping a house, um, you know, you walk into, uh, you, you know, there are some houses that aren't too bad. And then some houses, like I said before, just kind of crap holes. Yep. Um, where do you start? Where Where is the best place, the first place you put your money into rehabbing a house? A dumpster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry about that. No, listen, I, every house is different. You know, if you've seen the show, if you've seen Property Wars, you know, we walk into some houses and they're absolutely beautiful and, and there's not much to do. Uh, and then you walk into others and it's a complete teardown. I mean, it, it's uh, it's a horror show in there. Uh, but, uh you know, most most properties are, are kind of in between, you know, mm-hmm. where, where you, you know, it needs to be cleaned up. It needs uh, some lipstick on it and you don't have to redo the whole thing. Uh, we, we basically look at the at the uh, look at the bones and make sure that the bones are good, uh, meaning like the structure is good. The roof is good. Uh, AC is working. Uh, the big thing is the kitchen. You know, the kitchens kitchens what sells houses most of the time. So, uh, you know, we really like to have a nice kitchen. I found that granite is a fantastic way to, to improve the kitchen, um, even with, with cabinets that are not necessarily uh, mint condition or look fantastic. Uh, granite can really spruce up a kitchen. And, you know, the, the, the nice thing about granite is it, it's come down so much in, in price over the last 10 years. I mean, uh, 10 years ago, if you were put granite in your kitchen, you're looking at, you know, somewhere close to 10 grand where we're getting stuff done right now uh, for, you know, $1,800. So wow. uh, it's it's just a, a really nice thing. Uh, you know, I, I, was, I, I keep on stressing the power team, too. You have to have good contractors. If you're going to if you're going to do this business and you're going to be in the fix and flip business, you have got to have good contractors surrounding you and, and people that know what they're doing, that do a good job and they're going to be consistent because there's a lot of contractors out there that will will do a great job the first time and completely drop the ball the second. Uh, consistency is is number one thing and price. Now, I you know, in full disclosure here, um, we purchased our house during the the meltdown, the mortgage meltdown, the crisis back in 2011, and mm-hmm. you you helped us find our house. Sure. 
And uh, the kitchen was one of those things that uh, we said, all right, we're going to overlook the kitchen on this one, yep. and which we just di- just redid finally. But contractors, I can't even stress enough, are so important. Doug, thankfully, because of my relationship with you, used all of your contractors on our kitchen rehab. Yep. And yep. it's amazing when you have good contractors, just how smooth the process can be versus I have friends who've gone through very similar rehabs and the nightmare stories. I mean, just the you know stuff getting started and left for two months, and, yep. and the contractor disappears, and um, what takes your money and goes bye bye. That happens a lot. Go or, to Cabo. Or, hey, I'm I'm supposed to be there on Tuesday and never shows up. And uh, I mean, I've been through it all. I've go I've gone through a lot of contractors, and you know I don't put up with it anymore. Shannon, what what's the ugliest house you remember walking into? Let's go back to property wars. You know, you guys have have, have seen so many homes. What was the absolute ugliest house that you walked in and said, oh, my gosh, what did we just get? I don't know if I'm the right person to ask that to, because when I see an ugly house, I just want to make it pretty again. And so I'll figure out a way to make it pretty. So I'm never shocked by anything. I mean, I've had the animal hoarder house that everybody's heard that story. <laughs> I've walked in that and was, been surprised. That, you know, smells, I guess the house that smells, that's the house. How, hold wanted... on. How about that house in, a, in Apache Junction we went through with uh, that I- that I Doug I, ran I, like a woman well, out yeah. of that house because well, there was, I think, a rat in yeah, there. Yeah, there was rats in there. I don't like rats. I, I went running out of that house. There was things moving in there. and It turned out to be kittens. Yeah, I went back in there. There was kittens living in there. Or rats as big as kittens. I don't know what it was. (laughs) You keep telling yourself that. (laughs) All I know is that it it was scary in there. And and seriously, Spanky, you could not walk into a room. I, I mean, the garbage was up past your head. In wow. every single room with little pathways to get through. So this was I, the hoarder house. Oh That's the gosh. house you want to wholesale right that, there. That one. That <laughs> one was. I, I mean, I don't even know if you were like, "Hey, this, let's make this house beautiful." Because I was like, "Oh my god." No, let's run. I don't think I could be in there for very long no, to even horrible. envision envision that house. Yeah. Do you tear that down to the studs and start over? Um, the first thing you do is, is you know, and this one didn't go through. The bank wound up taking it back, and we thought we were going to have to buy it. But um, you know, I just I, I was like, all right, how many, how many, how much is it going to cost me for about uh, six dumpsters? And and I don't even think six would have done it. It probably it probably would have been closer to ten ten full size dumpsters to to clear out the stuff that was in that house. It was it was by far the worst house I've ever seen. So if someone's listening to the show and, and you know, they're not the average home buyer, they're they're looking for an investment property. And and what sage advice would you give them as they're getting into real estate investing? Gotcha. I'll tell you exactly how I started when I in my uh, the way that I wanted to do it. And, and I went to Kevin and I told him that, uh, you know, Kevin, hey, I want to do this. I want to buy 10 houses and I want to buy them on 15 year notes. And at the end of t- at the end of fifteen years, I want to have all ten paid off free and clear, and make you know I'd have over a million dollars in real estate, and uh, be making you know over ten thousand dollars a month. And um, you know he said sounds like a good plan, and that's exactly what I set out to do. And I, I wound up buying ten homes in my first uh, two. It took me about two years to to grab the down payments for each and every one of them, and um, and that's what I did. But as a, as years went by, uh, those ten turned into twenty, turned into thirty, and so on and so forth. And uh, now I got a, a bunch of rentals. But I, I, there's no better way to uh, create wealth and um, 
and to, to be, become wealthy than real estate. I, I, I've tried the stock market. I've tried gold. I've tried, you know, all these different avenues. Um, and the most consistent of them is, in, in establishing and building wealth is real estate. So if, if I'm a rookie and I say, you know what, my wife and I are ready to, to buy our first investment home. How do I get started doing it? Where do I begin? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> I will take care of it. No, uh, each each person's different. Um, and, and by the way, uh, I, I semi joke about that. Uh, you can go to DougHopkins.com, and I can I can help anybody who has those kind of questions or really wants to get into the real estate business. I have no problem helping them out and, and trying to find that uh, uh, you know whatever they're looking for. Right. But um, you know, for most people, if they just want to buy one home, uh, you know, there's there's several of Houses that are that are regularly on the MLS where you can get in and you can see the see it, feel it, touch it, inspect it. Um, you you don't have to go to a, a a trustee's sale. You don't have to buy it. Are you going to get one cheaper? Yes, but is the risk going to be more? Yes, and is the um, is it going to be harder to finance? Yes, uh, and we will get in the coming shows. We'll go into a lot of the the foreclosure sales and how to how to do that well. But um, you know, if it's somebody is just looking for their first one to get to get their foot in the door and um, um, I, I would definitely recommend going MLS, the regular route. Now, when you're buying your first, uh, let's just say your first fix and flip, do you want to go for the ugliest, nastiest home? And- no. No, absolutely not. Uh, you know, and, and you have to look at each person's going to be different and what, what their financial situation is and how much money they have to put into rehabs and how much, you know, what, what their uh, their risk factor is. You don't want to buy in a war zone. You know, I'll tell you that right now. You want you want to you want to buy in a in you know, in a median area, somewhere, somewhere where, uh, you know, it's a nice area that's, that's, uh, it doesn't have to be the best area in the world, but one that's not completely a war zone. And we see a lot of those around town and you know where those places are. Uh, there's some nice houses that can be found still for 90 to $120,000 that are, that are still in good areas and that you can make some good money on. Those are the ones I would, that I would keep in and anywhere in the $150,000 range or so. So you basically want to avoid Afghanistan, Phoenix. Yeah. You don't want you want to be there not not at all all right well first show in the books i think we did okay absolutely yes you know absolutely. shannon i loved it you added some some nice feminine touches oh great. she redecorated the studio during the <laughs> I did. entire program <laughs> uh catch you next week on the program remember if you ever have a question 323-577-9330 323-577-9330 doug will take those questions on or off the air And we'll catch you next week. Perfect. We'll see you guys out there. Thank you. Happy investing. This is the Doug Hopkins Flippin' Real Estate Radio Program.